0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Paschery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. Here with my good friends tonight Alo, Aaron Lloyd, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. It's great to have you guys back. How are you guys doing tonight? Fabulous. Alo, how's it going? I'm great as always. You're great as always. Mm-hmm. So, real, real quick, we're going to talk about Raw tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about NXT. Before we get to that, three quick pieces of business. First one being, Conor McGregor allegedly retired from MMA today. Allegedly. Allegedly. Ariel Hawani, who is the, I forget what his podcast he's on, but he's pretty much the best MMA reporter that there is, says from all of his sources he's heard, this is not a hoax, it's not a joke, it's not him trolling the fans. He legitimately is done. Some people are theorizing because he was at a fight last week and saw somebody die in the octagon. Maybe that's part of the reason why he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. The reason I bring it up tonight, this is not an MMA show. Apparently, he very recently followed Shane and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H on Twitter. So some people are theorizing wow. that WWE is in his future. Ooh. Now he's not Brock Lesnar, he's not six foot four, he's not two hundred and ninety pounds. He's 160 pounds. Be a badass cruiserweight. Do you think there's any way Conor McGregor ends up in the WWE? He might end up in the tournament. In the tournament, the light, the cruiserweight tournament? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. You think Conor McGregor ends up in WWE, Eric?
1: I, I will say the complete opposite of Aaron. I would be extremely shocked. Extremely
0: shocked? I think it would be great, but I would be shocked. He's got the mic skills to do it, but... That's a fact. Like, Finn Balor is known as a small guy, and he weighs like 190. Mm-hmm. And Conor McGregor's 30 pounds... Lighter than him. So I, I think he's got some ability to do it, but I don't know that we'll see it happen.
1: Maybe he'll uh, Dethron
0: Sheamus mm-hmm. and be part of mm-hmm. the league. Well, he Sheamus did call him out d- yes not too did. long ago. He said, I could beat that guy up. Uh, second piece of business. I think this will probably interest Aaron more than anybody else. Sasha Banks on the XM radio show, Busted Open Radio, has made it a fact She will never be on Total Divas. I don't want her anywhere near that (laughs) show. She said, and I quote, there's always going to be, so to say, divas. And I'm in a category of wrestlers. It's not for me. I won't ever be on that show. Saying it out there for a fact, but it's fine. People like it. People watch it. Let them enjoy it. But I will never be on that show.
2: How about Total Bellas?
0: (laughs) I don't think she'll be on Total Bellas either. Do you you like? Are you going to watch Total Bellas? Well... you are you gonna know, watch it just so you can see Daniel Bryan regularly? He is the best part. <laughs> he really. I have to admit, I've watched a few episodes of Total Divas recently. He is hilarious And then
2: on that show. D- D- Dean Ambrose has been on episodes yeah. too, and he just. But he doesn't say anything. No. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's or maybe I haven't so seen funny. it, but whenever well, it, I see he, Dean on that show, I yes. just watch it to watch the guy because they hate that show so much. <laughs> and Bryan just buries Nikki all the time. Yeah. And the fact that Mama Bella, she married John Laurinaitis, and I just can't wait to
0: laugh at him. <laughs>
2: Nicky! <laughs> Nick John! John!
0: <laughs> so you're, you don't think Sasha has any place on Total Divas? I don't Eric, want her, I don't want her
1: Becky, to that, yeah, that That whole uh, four-horse woman, none of the show I
0: I agree. I just felt like we needed to get that out in the open. Third quick piece of business before we get to actual WWE stuff. Eric and I attended House of Hardcore this weekend on Saturday in Philadelphia, the old ECW Arena. I really knew pretty much nothing about House of Hardcore other than the name, and it was run by Tommy Dreamer. I was really impressed. I had a great time, great matches. Like, I've I've talked to you guys before about how I'm very much into the storytelling of wrestling. And there's obviously not really any storytelling. It's just matches. Guys go out there. But the matches were great. I highly recommend anyone to see House of Hardcore when it's in your city. I know you didn't get to go, yeah. Eric. You, did you enjoy it as much as I did? Did you start to finish the night was awesome. I um my
1: expectations were up and down from it. Uh, obviously, as you know, I had to cut out, but before the last two matches, had to pick up the kids. But it it was great. They have the advertisement all over all day. You were seeing, you know, um, you know, no no gimmicks, no BS, just wrestling, and it was great because in the short entrance and the intro to the match the fans all knew who to boo and who not to boo right And it was just something great about it. It wasn't like, you know, it was cool. They bring some people out from the indies that people in the crowd knew who they were and they knew they wanted to boo them or they knew they wanted to cheer them. But you got some guys that have been in the business 15, 20 years, and they're coming out there, and you knew for some reason, hey, they're the bad guy going into this match. You know, hey, that's the guy I got to root for. it It was great. It was awesome. I, um... Again, you know, we, we knew we were going to this for a couple of weeks. There was some I was looking forward to it because I was looking for a, a day out with
0: the fellows, but it was definitely 10 times better than what I expected. It far exceeded my expectations. Like I said, I mean, I, I like the in-ring wrestling, but I really felt like my fandom relied a lot on the storylines and that type mm-hmm. of the characters.. Yeah. But this was just it brings you back to a simpler time as yeah. a wrestling fan. You just get a good guy and a bad guy that go out there, and you just kind of have fun for 10-15 f- minutes and watch them go.
1: You know, and if you're if you're a big, you know, pro wrestling fan, it really is ideal in so many ways. You figure House of hardcore? A year ago, I wasn't there, but you know, our friends that were with us, they saw some of the guys that are now in WWE and some of these guys that are now right. in NXT, they were there doing these shows. So you get to watch some guys that you were a fan of as a kid or, you know, at a younger age they're there tearing it up you know, either in the main event or in the lower card and then you got some guys that we may see in NXT in two, three years or maybe sooner than that, right. that are, you know uh, I still think one of the best matches of the night were three guys. Triple that triple threat. That extreme triple threat
0: elimination match. That match was off the charts. Tony Neese was the guy who won that match, and he was phenomenal. He was awesome. I I don't know what he has to offer, on the microphone as a character, as a personality. Uh, I know I did a lot of research work, on him
1: that night after watching that match. I, yeah, I'm you know I'm following him on Instagram now, and I I hope to you know see him end
0: up where. Dalo was one of the people I thought of when we were watching that match because you would have loved that match, really, and you would have loved this guy. Yeah, I'll have to send you something after the show. But I have homework. Knowing you have homework, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> knowing knowing the wrestling fan you are and the type of work you like, you would have loved this oh, yeah. match and you would have specifically loved this guy. He was awesome. I was very <laughs> impressed. And then you had the nostalgia at the end of uh, which you missed, but it was RVD and Rhino. Which was fun. You got to see Rhino go through a table. You got to see the five-star frog splash. A very good as one impressive that clips I've seen. Yeah, as impressive as ever. And then I was never a big Sandman guy myself, but you got to see his entrance. He shared beers with the crowd. You passed on him. I did. The reason why I passed, and I there was this guy who. So you left. There was an empty seat next to me. This guy just sat in the seat next to me, was leaning over me the whole time, trying to record videos and take pictures. I figured, you know what, let this guy have fun. I, I sat back in the next row. So I was in the row behind them when Sandman came over to our section. Because I just did not want this guy leaning over me anymore. I figured I'm not going to ruin his fun. So that was why. I was not afraid of the beer. I told you it wasn't going down real well I- that day, but... I would I would have took it. uh Sam Man's thing <laughs> the guy for leaning over me the whole damn night. Yeah, it was only the last match the guy did it and I was like, you know what, let me just move out of the way. You had that girl leaning on your leg taking some pictures at one point too. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well I see I I gave her permission because I knew she was trying to get a picture. Uh, she, you were letting her cop a few. <laughs> <laughs> Well, She's we, no Sasha Banks, Ron. She wasn't. No, no, She definitely was not. <laughs> he Eric closed his
1: eyes and
0: <laughs> <laughs> just pretended she was. <laughs> but House of Hardcore, like I said, anyone listening, wherever you live, if it comes to your city, spend the $25, 30 $40 bucks for a ticket. It will be well worth the price of admission. You'll have a great time. So that leads us into WWE, the, the big dog on the block, Raw, Shane McMahon, three weeks after losing a match where the stipulation was control of Monday Night Raw and he lost. We'll we'll get the continuity later. Yeah, he still has control of Monday Night Raw. Like you said, not much continuity there. Another logic loophole for WWE, but... I'll take it, because it's keeping the authority off TV for the time being.
1: Well, I mean, another consistent thing, at least Shane McMahon comes out with a nice pair of Jordan 1s every week. Every week.
0: Every week. Every <laughs> guy tag ever. No, Yeah, nobody appreciates that more than you, I know. But he comes out as part of the, you're the guest for the Ambrose Asylum. So you were right <laughs> last week, the Ambrose Asylum would be a thing for now. Made an appearance on SmackDown, there was another episode this week on Raw. It ends up being Shano, KO, Sami Zayn, and Jericho, along with Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the, the biggest thing going on right now is those four guys, Owens and Zayn, Jericho and Ambrose, made official that they will be the matches at Payback. Ambrose, we were all kind of disappointed what happened with him at WrestleMania. How do you feel about him going into a feud with Jericho now?
2: Well, facing Jericho, it's not the same... Level was beating Brock Lesnar for the way Jer- way Lesnar's portrayed. It, it, if he beat Lesnar, it would have been a, w- a way better obstacle for him. But fe- feuding with Jericho is just kind of, I think, is setting him up to face Jer- to face Roman Reigns because they kept them off, they've kept them apart from each other for almost over a month now. So it only only makes sense that he's the next one to go after Reigns for the title. So this feud's n- nothing really to put over Dean Ambrose over Chris Jericho. My thing is, as much I love Dean Ambrose and his one-liners. I just love how he, loved, <laughs> I love how he pushed straight over. And said, "I'm gonna forget the guy that that got me into the talk show yeah. business."
0: I love <laughs> that and how he protected his potted plant. But at the same time, Dean Ambrose even asked Shane to hold it for him at one point. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Can you hold that. this. <laughs>
2: yeah, but, but at the end of the day, Dean Ambrose is still. If you want to consider him as a top star, he has to be a little, little bit more serious. Right. Those those one work those one-liners that it's he fits those one-liners, but he needs to, you know. Get a little serious. So you time. didn't
0: like his Strowman joke about <laughs> being River Monster. He, he wrote that on his own. <laughs> so Eric, I know of the three of us, you're probably the biggest Dean Ambrose fan. I know you were disappointed in not just that he lost at WrestleMania, that he didn't get to have the type of match we all expected. What are your thoughts on him now moving into a program with with Y2J? I know you love Y2J, too.
1: So, you know, exactly (laughs) being that, I don't have, you know, no objection to it. I think there's some strong points to it. You know, I think uh, Jericho has his match last night against Sami Zayn, and he beats him. And the minute he gets that win, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, you know what, Jericho's Having great matches, and on top of that, he's in these feuds and he's winning more matches now for these non title feuds than he would win two, three years ago when he was competing for the WWE Championship against CM Punk. Um, you know, jobbed out to Fandango at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years, every time he comes back, he would lose the majority of his matches. He's back in this whole run, he's been winning a lot of his matches. So, I think that kind of justifies the feud because it's not like he's going out there every
0: week losing, 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 and then losing at to pay-per-view. Right. One of the first things we ever talked about on this podcast was how Jericho is back, but you can't take Jericho seriously because you ultimately always know he's going to lose. And since that time, like you're saying, he's won more he won his wrestlemania match against aj nobody saw that coming Mm -hmm. you saw it coming a little bit i believe it was you that 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 said you wouldn't be surprised i also think the thing that's good about it is jericho has really settled into outside of kevin owens he's probably the biggest heel in the company right now
2: yeah okay i I don't. I had a problem with this because Shane makes the matches official for payback. We're getting Jericho and Ambrose. We're getting Owen Zayn. But these matches, they didn't. They didn't have to happen. Like I understand. Sandy, you mean the
0: matches on Raw? Didn't the matches. Sammy Zayn and
2: Jericho and Ambrose Owens. Much I love of Ambrose and Owens. Uh, you go and do it, but so many times. Right. For and the they've past, done it a bunch. For the past four months, you saw him, You see them face each other just by every other week on Raw or SmackDown. I don't I don't mind, mind saying Sami Zayn. Chris Jericho was fresh, but then you have both these guys. You have both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens lose. Right. It doesn't make it, it doesn't, even though Sami Zayn lost with Jericho poking him in the eye, and a him in the eye. It still kills the momentum for both guys. How many times ta- How many times have we seen Sami Zayn lose in a row? How many times have we lost Chris Jericho lose? I mean Kevin Owens lose in a row.
0: Well, yeah, Owens loses clean again on Raw to the Dirty Deeds. It was a good match, and Owens carried a lot of it. And I I do think they rely a lot on the fact that he sells himself so well when he's talking that they think people don't don't consider it so much that he's losing more than he's winning. But I do think there's a danger in you make him look weak if he goes out there every match and loses.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, you look at the last year and a half, two years, Dean Ambrose has taken more losses – you know, he's taking more losses on the main, you know, the main roster than any of those guys.
0: Right. Well, that, that, that actually, actually probably gets a little bit to Aaron's point. Of, it's probably a match they didn't even need to do. Yeah,
2: a lot of these matches the they, they don't need to do. And then on top of that, I understand Shane, he's still saying, we're all about building
0: new stars. I mean, this may be an early point to
1: say it, but last night's show, in my opinion, overall, I'm just going to say, last night's show wasn't great. It wasn't great right at all. It, it didn't do much for me. And it it was, the it's one of, point of the last three it, weeks. It's yes. one of the age-old points of that show doesn't need to be three hours long. <laughs> However, if that show's going to be three hours long, if you don't have Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose, what match is the best of that night? Well, okay, cause cool. What the, the, the best match is going to be Jericho and well, 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 If you're well, going to put a good match on you, it makes sense to have that Well, match. I had a problem with this. Shane said it's was about building new stars
2: on, Ambrose, on the Ambrose Asylum, but I had a problem with this. I understand it's about building new stars and you put Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens in the main event, but you have a world title situation. You could have had that in the main event, and that would have been a better... That, that would, seeing AJ's face after, after Gals and Anderson attack. Reigns would be a better way to end the show instead of Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens.
1: I have a problem with Shane running this line of, you know, it's about new stars and people that probably want to ha- get the chance. I mean, anyone with half a brain that is a wrestling fan n- right now knows, okay, all these guys are coming from NXT. NXT's Triple H's. <laughs> Triple H is going to give all these guys a chance. He no, wants he, them all Triple to come H up. has no pull
2: when it comes to WWE because... If he did, all his NXT guys would be in prime spots, and they all they all get shoved down the drain. Nah,
1: uh, it doesn't really make too much sense.
2: <laughs> it does. Well, what do you mean? Anyone that's time to Blades call? Time match all year. The Ascension's trash. He's small. He's small. The Ascension's He's trash. Small. Adam Rose is nothing. Both Dallas amounted to nothing. Okay, so your I name, your name is look. three small guys. Triple no, H, H ain't like a every, small yeah, okay, guys. But NXT isn't about small guys. NXT, is about, NXT has all small guys. The only guy is, is, that, that's been up as big is Baron Corbin. And Vince isn't going to mess Wait, him up.
1: All right, well, Kevin Owens <laughs> isn't a small person. And they, and they messed him up, but Kevin Owens is just so good that he can get himself back up. He can recover that's, from a lot That's been that Triple I H's way. boy since day one. His first episode of Raw, you saw him and Triple H talking.
0: I don't think that it's a case of Triple H... Not taking care of these guys. I think it's a case of Triple H believes in these guys a lot more than Vince does. And Vince has the final say. But I also think it is it's more of a. Listen, on but at, the the, show. at the same
1: time, and, you know, the, these guys are getting called up. It, it's like a routine for the last three years. You know, here, right after Royal Rumble, let's debut one guy from NXT to the main roster. After WrestleMania, all right, let's pull another handful up. It's after WrestleMania, you know they're going to bring a handful of people up. So right. it's I just don't like that they're forcing that down that like these guys are coming from NXT because of Shane. Shane what what tie does he have to NXT? He's not pulling these guys straight out of not you know, he's not pulling them straight out of the indies or a different promotion. He's pulling these guys out of Triple H's promotion. Yeah,
2: but he's not pulling them, it's just the fact that he's giving these guys opportunity they wouldn't they wouldn't get
1: before. Oh yes they would. Well the, no, the story the story point is what, what opportunity are you getting except being the role? That's the point. They they, they put it in them They're gonna be on the no matter what. No they could
2: be, they couldn't mouth nothing just like all the other guys. That so the mouth hardcore
0: mouth. wrestling fan. They're the people who are tired of Roman Reigns. They're the people who are tired of John Cena. We don't have the jar tonight. I'll throw another... Oh, $3 (laughs) for the jar now. They're people that are tired of these guys, and they like your AJ Styles. They like your Sami Zayn's. They like your Kevin Owens, and they feel like these guys are being held back. Whereas Shane is almost out there, not so much as an authority figure... Shane is there almost as like just representing guys yeah, like it us. Is. It's like the voice of the Saying, people. okay, these are the guys you like. These are the guys that are going to be in a prominent position on Raw now. And the last three weeks, those are the, those are the guys that have been in the, in the prime positions on Raw. Listen, but at I the same time... I think there's, there's a level of phoniness to it because I kind of almost think they're... Like, I almost think Vince is hoping the ratings dip when they're doing this. So he can say, see, I gave you what you wanted and nobody watched. Yeah. And, and he's like, here's Ryback! <laughs> but Aaron also brought up a point that I find interesting is you have a world champion who is the hand-picked guy Roman Reigns who has a feud going right now and it's buried in the middle of the show. Yeah. Like they're they're hiding Roman Reigns in the middle of the show between 9 and 10. When Seth Rollins was the champion, was he ever on the show just between 9 and 10? No, he was or on the show throughout over. the whole show.
1: So as now, the champion
0: always should be, you should always see back, you know, backstage segments with Right, which we saw a backstage segment, but I just find it odd that you handpicked this guy, you gave him your title, you had him win it over Triple H at WrestleMania, and you're hiding him in the middle of the show. None of that. He didn't
1: even have a match.
0: No, he had a promo with AJ. He got jumped by the Bullet Club, whatever these guys are going to be called. Eventually, I'm assuming they're going to have a name, but. I buy into the idea that this was not AJ's doing. This was not his plan to have these guys no. attack Roman Reigns. I don't know if you agree with that or not. If you th- if you think it's all, I want to hear Aaron's cons- uh, conspiracy thing. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, okay. th- this can go this can go either way. You already know the dirties are eating this up, making up reports. But this can go either way. <laughs> personally, personally, it makes sense either way. I think who like whoever said that they're gonna be with AJ or Finn Balor. Right. Why can't they be with Roman Reigns? Yeah. That, that that would make sense because like I said somehow somewhere you gotta get the Roman Dean there's nobody else main eventing for the world title other than Dean Ambrose there's nobody on the roster you have no heels so I've been saying for weeks Roman Reigns is gonna turn heel Listen,
1: it doesn't make sense to have him go against Dean unless Dean's gonna win the title
2: no, you, you need can, you need a
1: program to lead you to lead you into a That's Seth why Reynolds they got AJ back. Styles. They're gonna keep using fresh. Yeah, but boys. yeah,
2: but if they screw AJ Styles out of the title, then he's gonna go into a feud with Anderson and Gallows. But like I said, you can go either way. If if they put Anderson and Gallows with Roman Reigns, it makes sense because Dean can come out the next night and say, What's going on? I don't like this. What's going on? That's that's a way to get to the That's that's a way to get to Ambrose versus Ambrose versus Reigns. Or you could have the bullet. Or you could have Anderson and Gallo screw them, screw them at um Payback. And then after that, the next night you see Finn Balor. Or at Payback you see Finn Balor um come out with with them. But like I said, whoever sued, we never we never got confirmation that they're going to be put with Finn Balor or AJ Styles.
0: So do you think that these guys are working with AJ Do you think that they obviously were working with AJ Styles at least what they thought. Do you think AJ Styles was in on it or do you think they just took it upon themselves to to get his back?
1: I th- I think they took it upon themselves. I think it would be foolish or in booking and everything else if if it turns one way or another and it ends with AJ and Roman. Obviously AJ's not going to win the title at payback. If he somehow wins it in a program, I, I, you know, speaking of dirt sheets, I think I read a while ago this was supposed to be a two-month program. So, it doesn't make sense if they're going to turn on him to do it right away. And if they're going to turn on him, they should turn on him and go right sh- directly to Finn. And, you know, turn Finn heel, which I don't know how that will work, or, you know, it'll be the ideal thing of, you know, there would be a bad faction and yeah. the crowd loves him. Right. I mean, my whole thing One, I would hate to see, if any time within the next three, four months going into SummerSlam, I would hate, deeply hate to see Dean go into a program with Roman because he's not going to win it. Because I'm predicting, obviously, SummerSlam is going to come down to Roman versus Cena. They're going to want a big marquee match, and at the same time, they can't use old stars, you know, just spin around. They can't use old stars to main event Raw because they're all hurt. Everyone that's relevant and been around for a long time, they're hurt. Orton's hurt, Cena's hurt. Either that or they're, you know,
2: well, pointless. One thing you can do is, for example, if you do have Anderson Gallows join Reigns, you, you can get Reigns versus Ambrose. That leads you to until Seth gets back. And then when Seth comes back, you can, if, if, at SummerSlam, you can get that triple threat. I don't know if you guys have re- read up on this thing called Falcon Arrow I on Reddit. Basically, it's been so-called WWE executive. They're on, they're on Reddit. They're, they're basically are somebody that worked inside WWE. They got all of Raw right. Really? Week. And so they, were at, they had an AMA, and they were talking about the WrestleMania card, what, was, what it was supposed to be. We were, we were supposed to get the, the Shield triple threat. this
0: right. year's WrestleMania. That was always supposed to
2: that be. That was always supposed to be the thing. Now, see, this all makes sense for if you want to do it at SummerSlam because no matter what, Reigns is going to end up being heel, and he has to get to face, fight Ambrose somehow, some way. Because there's nobody else that's going to be the main event scene for the world title other than Dean Ambrose that can carry until Seth Rollins gets back and John Cena gets back.
0: Right. So this leads us to our first listener question of the night. This is a thought and a question from Ronald Beaver Cleavage Lloyd. (laughs) Beaver Cleavage. (laughs) He says, none of this will happen, but here goes. I think Reigns, Anderson, and Gallows are together. Unfortunately, I think AJ is a paper challenger here. I feel, brothers, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I feel that AJ will ultimately win the U.S. title and they'll bring up Nakamura. I think Zayn is next in line for the Intercontinental title. I think Owens will win Money in the Bank. So who do you think is Roman's next challenger? He believes Ambrose, Cena, or Bray. He sees Reigns keeping the title for a while as a new leader of the Bullet Club. So I know yours, is you think Ambrose Ambrose, Ambrose. Is you got to get next. to it
2: somehow. There's no, there's, no, there's no top heels. You turn... If you put Anderson and Gals with Reigns, they will boo the hell out of Anderson and Gals, right. and that's what it's about. The crowd already boos the hell out of Roman Reigns anyway. He's over, at, he as a heel right now. He's playing the tweener, role, but he's he'll be over as a heel and stuff. And even though I thought about this, maybe I understand that the, the leader of a of a stable usually has to be great on the mic. But when you're a heel, being a heel is nothing but a straight shoot. Right. You can just talk talk about what's going on. You don't have to be perfect when, as a babyface. So I think Roman. Have, with those guys, we'll be over.
0: I, I agree, and I don't. I don't think you nece- he necessarily needs to be on the microphone all the time. No, he they
2: won't, because 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 all they've done is they've been dominant. They've taken everybody out, and that's what they could do as
0: a as a whole unit. What he should be doing, yeah, talk about exactly. It all the time. So, Eric, after AJ presumably loses to Roman Reigns, who do you think is the next in line to compete for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship?
1: Uh, I, like I said I think the only thing you know between I think a bunch of people are going to job out between now and SummerSlam SummerSlam I see it being John Cena
0: I think we get a several months of the AJ Styles going for it so you think we get AJ for the spring and the early summer and then <laughs> that leads us into Cena challenging. Yeah,
1: and I, I hope it doesn't go to Dean, because if it goes to Dean, he ain't going to win it.
0: And I don't want him to You don't want to see team. him losing again.
1: Yeah, he's already had enough losses
0: going for that title. I would have said Bray up until he got hurt. A hundred times. And like, really? I, I don't know if anybody saw what his actual injury is, how long he's supposed <laughs> to be out. I have no clue. But I I think he's a guy who, if one little misstep happens... He, like, tumbles yeah. all the way back to the bottom. I have
2: no, I have no wish to see Reigns and Wyatt again. No?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do in the hopes that Bray ends up with the title.
2: Oh, yeah, but, but, like, last year, that feud made no sense. It didn't. <laughs> you didn't know what it was about. One, it was about his daughter at first. Then it was about money in the bank. It made no sense.
0: Oh, I, I thought the whole thing, well, maybe I'm, this is just revisionist history on my part. I, I just thought the whole thing was he was going to do anything he could. To keep Roman from getting to the top, to the mountaintop, um, but I guess I'll I'll say it's probably going to be Ambrose next.
1: And then there was a line Roman said last night. Yeah. So if they do it that way, so is are you saying? I mean, I guess it's going to make, you know, it's going to be what the two most hated faces as if a Cena versus Roman. So are we going to get Roman fully healed because he's going to Roman's going to be healed
2: by pay after pay by after payback. And then he had, he had he had, he he said something last night that kind of caught my attention.
0: in a good way or a bad way
2: good way all right let me find it he says at pay back well he says they I, I, they will respect him and he, he I'd rather be hated with this than be respected without it mm
0: it reminds me of uh what punk always says yeah that he'd rather be hated for what he is than loved for what he's not
2: exactly and he's talk, he's, he's talking about the title so yeah a j put Roman over saying he's got the match of his life. So I think that A.J. is going to take Roman to the limit and that he's going to have Anderson and Gallows interfere on his behalf and to, to, to guarantee he beats A.J. I
0: don't, I don't necessarily – I can't say that that's not going to happen. I mentioned either last week or the week before that A.J. had tweeted to a fan who asked who was the better Bullet Club leader, you, you or Finn, and he said I was never their leader, which I thought was weird because he was their leader. Then they show up last night, he basically almost disowns them. You know, he tells Roman, hey, I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, I know these guys, but I don't need them to beat you. So, if that, now that this does set up AJ being the underdog babyface, you're going up against big bad Roman Reigns, you're saying you don't need any help, and then Roman, this sets him up for being like the monster heel type. Again, I don't, I'm not willing to put money on WWE's going to turn him heel because I think they're doing everything they can not to do it. They need heels. And
1: at the same time, if they're going to turn Anderson and Gallows on, on AJ right away, I just think it's such a wasted <coughs> opportunity. For Finn, you mean? For, no, for, I mean for AJ. like I feel like... You
0: think he should get a run with
1: these I, guys? I think he should either get a run with them or they should stay away from each other until Finn's on the main roster. You know, what I would like to see, if they're turned on him, I would like to see them turn on them to go with Finn.
0: So do you think then in the next two months we see Finn Balor on the main roster with the quote-unquote bullet club, whatever it's going to be called? I hope. You I hope, hope, but do, do you think that though? Do if I you had to say yes or no? you think he will or you think he won't? I, I don't think so. You don't think so? I,
1: I could think by summer, say, but I'm not going to say within the next two months. Okay. What about you?
0: Do you think we see Finn in the next two months on the yeah, main roster? Yeah,
2: we'll see Finn because we'll see Finn, no doubt, because even if even if Anderson and Gallows do cost AJ the title at Payback, there's no guarantee he's going to be they're going to be with Reigns. So right. what that can happen to is that you could have Anderson and Gallows in a tag match at Extreme Rules, and AJ has to find a partner. AJ finds a partner. It's Finn Balor. You you can have Finn Balor.
1: General no, no in I that think that match. I think that would be you know a good idea but at the same time. So what? You're going to go from if what Finn's going to turn him so you're going to go from AJ being the small guy against the two guys that ju- or you know two of the several guys that just jumped them in Japan months ago but you know we don't know that cuz are
0: yeah. WWE fans. However, Cause we're the WWE we, universe. Yeah, we don't know exactly. what happens in
1: New Japan. So we got we get Finn or we get AJ the small guy gets jumped by his two buddies and it is one against two. He's by himself against two big guys. And then what? Then he's going to go one against three? No, no. The thing is battle will come up
2: be his partner in a tag match, and then he'll turn on him in that tag match.
1: And then what about the next night? The next night he'll be, he'll be by himself. Again, one against three.
2: Yeah, or, or 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 for example, you could flip this and do with Reigns and just one. There's only one thing that can get Reigns over, and that's with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. But the, but then again, there'll be a problem with the title because. So you Reigns think it could end up being the Bullet Club it, it,
0: against the Shield? It
2: could be oh, all over. Everyone it could be all over the place. But the thing is, I don't think they're going to do that because Reigns is a champion. If Reigns didn't have the title, I would think that. But he has a title, and the title wouldn't be important in that situation.
0: That's a good point. So. Clearly, I think we, we've talked ourselves into a point where none of us really knows what's going to happen, and yeah. none of us is really trusting. The dirt she's going to eat WWE this show up. Story Listen, I mean,
1: Yeah, we've we got a whole bunch of things that we want to happen, but we all know WWE logic. There's there is something want none. to happen. There is nothing. But like I said, whatever we want to happen, you can counter yeah, that and not the, happen. But in this situation, they have so much they can do, and it, it'll, it'll all. And if they can do it, they won't.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> like, there's so much good that can come out of this, but. It's, it's sad that I still have little faith that they'll do anything good with this.
0: No, whatever is the simplest, like least complicated, least entertaining story they can tell with it is probably the one that's going to be told. And I hope that's not the case because I do have high hopes for this whole thing. I mean, if you have a, like, a faction versus faction thing that could last for a few months, it'd be a lot of fun. And if you could find something fun to do with Roman Reigns... Please do it, because I know he's going to get stuff down my throat no matter what. Yeah. So at least make it enjoyable, whether I'm supposed to be rooting for him or against him.
1: Yeah. And, you know, WWE hates taking advantage of almost anything that they don't create. Right. I mean, if you're going to talk about a faction, you know, you figure what they did with NWO. They didn't do nothing right in the early 2000s with them. Yeah. But this is a golden opportunity, and they would be... So foolish not to put the Bullet Club together in some form. And whenever that gets together, that's got to last over But see, It's, like it's going to be so good. It will be good, but my thing is Lucha Underground. I don't know if any of you guys watch
2: Lucha Underground. I don't. But they have this, they have this mindset of they want to be different. For example, John Morrison, he's known as Johnny Mundo on Lucha Underground. Yes. Molina was trying to get into Lucha Underground, but and they, they were going to put them together. But Lucha didn't want to do that because it was already done yeah in wwe in order to be different you don't want to do what was already done yes so that's op. that's an option as well
0: okay well i mean i could get behind that as well before before we move on to the next subject just real quick am i the only one that finds it odd that roman reigns is buried in the middle of the show like just hidden
1: we're taking baby steps with him.
0: I, I think that's same. odd,
1: but I also think it's odd he doesn't even have a match. I mean, isn't this two weeks in a row he doesn't have a match? It's
0: two weeks in a row. Well, he had the tag match with Bray. Yeah, he had, he had a match two. last oh, yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. But White. I don't know. It it just was, was odd to me that this is the guy that you're you're telling me is the top guy, and you, you sneak him in there in the middle of the show. And don't see him again. But by the same token, I think it's actually smart because you're kind of... They say absence makes the heart grow fonder. I don't necessarily think that's always true because sometimes you just don't like something. But I think putting him there and having your opening and your closing of the show being guys everybody wants to see, I think it makes Reigns a little more palatable for the fans. Like They don't don't have as much disdain for him when you don't feel like we're just going to hit you over the head with this all night. It's like you, you see him in the middle of the show and then you're on to other things. So I think I think it's a smart way to do it, and hope I actually kind of hope that they keep it up. I just think it's weird. It, it I just found it odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to the women, I had an issue last week with, you know, Sasha Banks not being on the show. There being no secondary women's story. Tonight we get one segment with eight women. Half of the segment was the the seven different entrances. <laughs> And ultimately it was just kind of a the match was just kind of a promo for Natalia versus Charlotte. We didn't get much of anything else. We got a decent promo, I thought I actually am enjoying every time Charlotte gets a promo. Yeah. I think she's getting better every week still. I think she's getting to the point where she's a heel and the fans boo her in the in the crowd, but you're watching her at home and you're kinda you find some of the stuff she says funny, Mm -hmm. her reactions are getting funny. She's overshadowing Rick. Yeah. Which is great. And then Natalya comes out and says she'll have some backup of her own at Payback with her uncle, Brett the Hitman Hart. You looking forward to seeing Brett at Payback? Well, can you, can you go to Eric first? I, I can have, go to I Eric I first a on this. Okay. <laughs> you looking forward to seeing Brett so at always. Payback in Natty's Corner? Um,
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I guess I got a couple different opinions on this match. I, In a hopeful in a hopeful outlook, I hope Natty wins. I doubt she will. Um, I really hope she's going to win just because this match has happened more than once, more than twice. Yeah, uh, it happened. It, it happened in NXT, and basically basically, they're doing this on a bigger stage, kind of like a repeat. You know, they did the match in NXT, and Brett was in uh, Natty's corner, and Rick was in Charlotte's Corner. Um, Natty lost that match. You know, she's lost most of their matches on or or uh, pre television. My main thing is, you know, this is for a title. I, this is one of the few exceptions where I wouldn't mind if Charlotte loses, does the favor, and wins the title back the next night. Or, you know what, pass it off to SmackDown and let her win it back. Um, obviously, I know all of us probably have the issue with not seeing Sasha or Sasha not being immediately in the title picture. I just assume if she's, when she's going to win the title, it's going to be at a marquee pay-per-view. It's going to be at SummerSlam, I think. Yeah, I'm sure we all know that. So, you know, just being my, a big boy about it, I'm taking, <laughs> it, I'm taking it right on the chin. You know, in a couple months, we're going to see Sasha. She's going to get the big moment. She's going to get her Eddie Guerrero confetti and all that. Yeah. But right now, ideally, I'd rather, you know, I would like to see Natty win it. So I'm looking forward to the match.
0: All right, so do you want me to give my thoughts first? Yeah, yes. yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's about to explode so, over here. I am. So one thing, I was happy to at least see more of the women actually on the show last night at least. It was a, a little bit of a step up from the previous week. I enjoyed the promo. I'm don't even. i not even upset that Natty is getting thrown into the title picture because I think it goes along with the story of these people that are kind of getting pushed down because a lot of fans that like women's wrestling have been clamoring for Natty to be part of the Divas Revolution, have her on TV, have her in matches, and she wasn't forever. So I'm happy for her that she's getting a little bit of time in the spotlight. I I don't think she has a chance of winning the title. I think they're going to have Charlotte hold it until Sasha beats her. I just think... But, but it, I wouldn't hate it either if she did, because I think she kind of deserves it.
1: You know, just them de- you know, debuting that new women's title, there's... Not many people active on the roster that didn't come from NXT that deserve that belt. And in my opinion, Natty deserves it. Like, I think, you know, at the same time, you know, her career, uh, her name, it will help elevate that, you know, new title. And again, I think it will not hurt her if she has a short reign. I do think she should win, but...
0: You know. Yeah, the, my only worry is it hurts... It hurts Charlotte's reign if there's a, a a breakup in there. It's all about quantity, like her pops. <laughs> True. <laughs> if there's anything about Ric Flair, we know it. Yes, it's like the quant- the quantity of his title reigns are a very big deal. Or quantity <laughs> of his marriage. Yeah, yeah.
1: Charlotte's making her way up there with the marriage.
0: <clears throat> yeah, she is. I, which is kind of surprised for she's a she's pretty pretty young for that. Yeah, she she's is. She is definitely her daddy's daughter. <laughs> yeah. But you're saving yourself. For number five, right? <laughs> I do think though that the women's division, like we said, there's still no secondary story. They tried to sell the whole oh, Sasha and Charlotte have had issues the last few weeks. It's like no, they had a 90 second match two weeks ago. That's not them having issues. So, um I'm fine with the, the big women's feud. I thought the match at least served the purpose of getting a bunch of them on TV. I thought it was disappointing that ultimately it was just a promo for the payback match. But I'm hopeful that the women's division will be in good hands going forward. Now, Alo Aaron Lloyd, he's been chomping at the bit. <laughs> let us know what he has to say. So I'm ready to hear it now. Okay.
2: <laughs> the, I hate these eight women tags. I it, do it, too. They, I understand the point, but I, I just I don't like them. All the women in, in there, except for Tamina, are just are excellent. <laughs> Nat, Natty Natty's been the workhorse and division for the last since she's been WWE essentially. She's only got one ring with one ring with the title, but she's been the best one since. She's, right. She's had to carry the, the, the lesser workers in a division. But f- first, wh- why like you like you touched on? Some they said Sasha Summery had a thing two weeks ago, which
0: is a 90 second match. Where was Emma? That uh, that I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about well, that. A- a- Emma should have been in She's in a match with Becky, at payback, right? That, that, Shouldn't they be starting to set that up? It's no, but, two but weeks see, away. A-
2: A- Emma's cutting promos on SmackDown and on Instagram. And so, that, why, why was not Emma in this match instead of Summer Rae? It, that, that that made no sense whatsoever. I don't think that they're gonna. This is essentially we got the women's title, we got the, the rebranding, but this is essentially the same stuff. And then to go back to continuity, who caused Sasha the title at WrestleMania? <laughs> Rick Flair. Exactly. So why hasn't she? Ever mentioned it? Ever mentioned it, or go the Ric Flair, or the commentary? Ever mentioned it? It makes no sense. For for example, and this, this is the thing. And, and everybody's saying it'll
0: be like Dolph Ziggler, uh, like we I, talked I,
2: about. He's a part of this too. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Yes, he is. <laughs> this makes no sense because essentially now now they're saying, oh well, so she'll win a Summerslam. But why are you diminishing? And well, first of all, you have to keep her interesting. Until SummerSlam. You got four months of SummerSlam. You have to keep her interesting. You have to put her in a storyline until SummerSlam. Look, look For these women, they have no storylines for these women. Right. I don't care. Put them, have them do something. I don't care if they're fighting over a tampon, essentially. <laughs> have them do something. As so- long
0: as it's something.
2: Have them do something. Because c- 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 you're, killing, you're killing all their momentum. I don't want to see them on main event. I don't want to see them on superstars. Give them time. It's a shame. NXT is a, NXT is a one-hour show. They have two to three women's matches per show. For and, and then, back to the Soul Sasha thing. Essentially, everybody loves Sasha. Sasha's not your typical baby face because she's a heel. She has an attitude, a heel mentality, and she gets cheered. So, And now th- what they do is they diminish all their shows saying, oh, she'll get a SummerSlam. There's four pay-per-views between now and SummerSlam, and you're going to say, oh, we'll give it to her at SummerSlam. You have to keep her interest to in SummerSlam, but you're diminishing the stream rules, you're, you're diminishing Money in the Bank, you're diminishing Battleground. That makes no sense. So you have to, I, I, for example, I think Sasha will get a match at Battleground. She's undefeated on the main roster. I think she'll lose that match to Charlotte. And then I think, do think she'll win at SummerSlam. But you're diminishing... You're dimini- so you
0: think she'll get a title shot on a pay-per-view before Yeah, SummerSlam.
2: because she's undefeated, and that'll be the story. She's undefeated, and she'll probably lose. And then, and then the next month at SummerSlam, she'll win. I, I, I believe that 100%. But why are you diminishing all your other shows? And for example, Sasha's been over since she's been there. Essentially, they're punishing these people for doing their job, saying it's not your time. It's never going to be your time. And then you expect them to be as over as they were before if you don't put them on TV. Yeah, you
0: keep holding them back.
2: Exactly.
0: One of the things with NXT people we always talk about is that they will say, well, the NXT crowd is a very specific crowd. That's why the show is like that on NXT, and it's not like that on Raw and then they'll say that NXT talent won't necessarily translate to Raw because it's a different audience. But you're not trying to train. You're, you're putting them on there as if everybody already knows who's the, who yeah. they are. Yeah, that's so, that. So, you but, have to tell there. Charlotte was talking about this on the Jericho yeah. podcast. We went from NXT where everybody saw our development and our story. Now you're putting us on Raw where a lot of people don't know. Yeah, but think you that, have to start telling our story But that's the again. thing. Run, run. Sasha's been over since day
2: one. If you put these NXT women in order on who you think will be the most successful, number one would be Sasha Banks, Charlotte 2, Becky 3rd. It's been reversed because they've held Sasha back for, for getting over. Sasha's been undefeated. I gave her that. They booked her to win every match. But how many times did she beat Nikki Bella? Got nothing to show for it. They have her do the unity, the unity crap. Mm-hmm. They don't pull a trick on her after Brooklyn. They don't pull a trick on her after Respect. They don't pull a trick on, on her at WrestleMania. They gave her all this bad material just so fans could boo her. Have her do something. Now you're me to believe that you'll, you'll, have, you'll have her do something interesting for four months. You, why are you going to punch her getting over? Same thing with when Dol- did they boo her? No, they no, try they, they they trying trying to, to get, they try to get her, they try to get her they try to get people to boo her by giving her awful material. Bad. Exactly, but like, F- Becky Lynch has been the, the diamond in since the they're coming up, and you would think she would be the the, the, odd, the odd one now in a situation. But why do you get punished for for, for doing a job and getting over? Same thing with Ziggler. The hot people won Ziggler. He won. The, he cashed in money in the money bank biggest pop one of the biggest pop you ever hear. 2014, 2014, he gets ready. Authority, biggest pop has a, has a, one of the best ladder matches of all time. Luke Harper, what do he have to do, show for it since then? Nothing. He all he did was flash some array. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> that, and, and they turned to Job Ziggler, Damian Sandow, <sighs> same thing. Did G- that man anything? He got over. What do you see him now? He gets pops on superstars where nobody's in the building or at see seat Yet it makes no sense how they diminish all the other shows. Ex- they only care about WrestleMania. And SummerSlam essentially Survivor Series has been horrible the last few years. World rumble has been horrible. Yeah, it makes no sense. You need to pull a trigger on these people when you can. Talking about, they, they keep saying oh, people we need new stars. You have these stars. Give them the ball. Give them the ball and let them run with
0: it. Yeah, which they don't do. Well, I agree with a lot of what you said. The point I was going to make about Ziggler was they had the whole Survivor Series things where he takes out the authority. Then the authorities back in power. What the next night or a week later? A month, could, a month. later. A month later, and then nobody ever talks about it again until six weeks ago. And it did nothing with it. And they brought it back up again, and then they, so they'll they'll bring up Ric Flair screwing Sasha out of the title. Yeah, right. Four, before, four but months from be, now, it'll will not really matter anymore.
1: <laughs> it will make no sense.
0: Well, you're not going to get an argument from yeah, me. I, I,
1: think I, I, I get. I'll say the biggest thing that I like that Aaron said uh-huh. in his rant that makes sense. When they have something hot, they no have way. the problem of capitalizing on it right away. Why can't every freaking Monday Night Raw be special? Why can't, if they're going to do 14 pay-per-views in a year, why can't they all be good? Why can't all of them, you know? A,
2: I, got, I, got, I got a fact for you. I got a stat for you.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm looking I for got it. a
1: stat for you. I like a stat.
2: The last time the world title changed hands on a, a non marquee pay per view was in 2013. Which pay per
0: view? And what was the title in the change. bank? No,
2: it was Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton and Night of Champions, and then they stripped Bryan of the title. Then, then a battle round, it was a DQ finish. Then a Hell in a Cell, 2013. It's been three years since the title was changed hands on a so called low level pay per view. Really? For
0: the world title. So it only changes hands at, at SummerSlam Summer and, and WrestleMania. R- and rural. Well, yeah, it's that one raw. On yeah, the one <laughs> raw we were we were at. Ironically enough, you were you were sitting next to me. <laughs> that one raw. Yeah, that one that one raw. It did change hands. They diminished all the other shows. Well, that's a problem. I mean, that is a problem. That a lot of people say they diminish the title by not doing certain things with it, and then people don't care about the title. People won't care about your other pay per views if you don't treat them like they're important. You want people to. To shell out, I I know that the the pay per view is not really their model anymore. Their their model is we want to get as many people to sign up for the network as possible. But if you have a big pay per view every month that people really care about, I was gonna say if if the it gives people more incentive to sign up for the
1: network. You know, if every month it was a special show, you know, I believe Aaron even made this point months ago back in February. You know, if they're gonna do something at payback, like we know this isn't gonna happen. But what if AJ Styles wins the WWE title at Payback? Which, Payback's only been a thing for what? Three years, four years? Yeah, three, four years. So here's the thing. Payback, which a world title has never changed at, what if the world title changes to the guy that's been in the company for less than six months? Right. I mean, if you don't have the network, if you never had the network, if you used to have the network but got rid of it because... You got bored. Mm-hmm. That stat right there would be a like, holy moly. There's some, I, I messed up. I need yeah. to get this thing back. What are they going to do next month?
0: Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. If that's your, your whole business model, is to keep people on a monthly subscription, but give somebody incentive to have the thing every month.
1: But nobody with the last name LeVecker McMahon is listening to this. <laughs> that's true. So, <laughs> not yet. We'll be complaining next month.
2: <laughs> well, let, me, let, let me correct my stat. It was Money in the Bank 2014, but it, it was the only reason that happened, because it was vacated by Brian.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. So that wasn't even... You necessarily... heard it here. His stat was wrong. <laughs> no,
2: I corrected my stat. <laughs> well, that I wasn't... didn't count that because it was vacated.
0: And that wasn't even a title change. That was just a guy got hurt, and then yeah, somebody exactly. had to have the title. Because he was so supposed to face Brock, to Brock at SummerSlam. So two things I want to touch on real quick before we move on to NXT. Intercontinental picture, The Miz... Heel champion being becoming more of a heel every week with Maris, looking good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. I think, I think it's a good spot for him that he's in right now. I think he's he is running. They gave him the ball right mm-hmm. now, and he's running with it as one of the better heels in the company. Whether oh, better heel, stop. He's, she's a better heel than he is. She's real, She's helping him. She's helping him, But
2: Miz don't need no help being a heel. Oh, stop! Look, look. You hate him, right? He's doing his job. <laughs> I <laughs> That's what you tell me all the time. I hate him because he's bad. <laughs> he's not bad. Well, there's a the reason he's in those horrible movies. He's, he's, in, he's, he's a, a baby
1: face of heart, tour. just like you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's got his feud with the Jason Statham version of Cesaro. Cesaro 07 <laughs> <laughs> I like the look for Cesaro. I think it's good because he's another—he's an international European superstar. I kind of like the whole vibe that they're giving him. I just hope they give him the intercontinental title at Payback.
1: If they do, he better start pulling up in a limo because I'm starting to wonder how can he afford a new suit every day. <laughs>
0: ripping apart a suit, like yeah, it's just ripping apart t-shirt. another suit every week.
1: Hulk Hogan's eating his heart out, like, oh man, I thought I was something ripping up a t-shirt every night. This guy rips up pants suits and jackets and a shirt.
0: <laughs> well, I think this feud is good for Cesaro because the Miz can carry most of the talking, but it it's allowing Cesaro somebody to play off of and you can see his personality a little bit. Like when he told Miz, When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Turned his line on him. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's allowing Cesaro to give you a little bit of personality, a little bit of character, which is what Vince has always said he's been lacking.
1: Use some good character, also paying homage to Piper.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was great. Good. I forgot about that. I thought that was awesome. How do you feel about Cesaro and The Miz in this feud?
1: Like
2: you said, Cesaro, Miz is going to carry most of the, the mic work and he's doing his job effectively he has Maurice I, th- I don't think unfortunately I don't think he wins yeah. I, think, I think Maurice will be the ultimate factor in that matchup yeah we
0: definitely disagree on that I, th- I think that they're not going to have Cesaro come back to a huge ovation just to lose to the Miz I'll probably be wrong but the thing is
2: the Miz, the Miz is other than, him and Kevin, Miz, other than Kevin Owens he's the only one that actually knows how to be a heel
0: <laughs> yeah there aren't enough guys And, and Jericho. Jericho there's three guys what about the Dudleys the Dudleys know how to no, do it. They
2: know how to do it, but the thing is he's in a problem he's in a better position than the Dudleys.
0: That's true. The Dudleys are just kinda in no man's land right now, unfortunately. But that leads me right into the tag division. Well, they are in the de-
1: They're in the department to put over some newbies right now. <laughs> well, were, I, you told me they going to win
0: the tag titles. The finals are. You did. You said <laughs> they'd be a transitional
1: champ. Okay, hold <laughs> it, hold <laughs> it. He also said that Enzo and Cass are gonna come, uh, right for the New Day. They were gonna. That's you know, different. Oh, that's different. <laughs> that is different. Hey, well,
0: different. speaking of Enzo and Cass and the New but Day, you being wrong again, is we being... have. The finals are set for the number one contenders tag team tournament. Enzo and Cass and the Vaud Villains, two brand spanking new NXT tag teams, battling it out for number one contendership. This we is why I have
1: a question about this. Yeah. Because is it about it looked, Devin? It, no, it looked, <laughs> it looked uh, misleading. Is the finals at hey, It's payback? at payback, yeah. What the heck are they going to be doing on SmackDown and Raw on
2: SmackDown again in between? I have no idea. I don't either. Since it's on Payback, I think Enzo and Cass won. Since it's at Payback. If it was before Payback, I would say Bob Rollins. But since it's at Payback, I think it's Enzo and Cass.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I assumed was going to happen is the Dudleys were going to cost Enzo and Cass the match. And then we would get Enzo and Cass versus the Dudleys at Payback. But now... Yeah, but I think it's just
2: going to be Enzo and Cass winning at Payback. Cause I, I I didn't expect the the the, to be, the match to be at payback.
1: It is. So does that mean hard. if the when, when do they get their tag title? Probably match?
2: extreme rules. I guess New Day's not gonna have a match. So honestly, it's a, oh, a six man tag.
0: I kind of like your idea of the Dudleys costing them the number one contendership, and then we get the Dudleys and Enzo and Cass at payback.
2: You typically do like mine. But dude. it's that pay. But the, <laughs> match, but the match is that But the number one contendership is at payback though. So <laughs> oh,
0: that's true. Oh yeah, you're right. All right, yeah, I messed that up. But I, I do, I do. That's like what her I, her that's her, what is I expected. That but is that pay I pay? just find it really hard to believe that it would end up being the vaude villains.
1: Yeah. Well, here's my question. Maybe I'm, you know, not paying attention during their matches. Are they babyface right They're now? They're heels. heels. They're heels. Yeah. Okay.
0: They did that. They did this that weird thing for a couple of weeks at NXT where they would like show up and not say anything. Mm-hmm. But never change music. And then they changed their music and so they've tried to make them a little more sinister but but it's a good thing they
2: actually had them on raw because they've been on smackdown but yeah, now yeah, everybody yeah. watches smackdown
0: right I, I think they're a they're a good tag team i think they're kind of a, they have a different work style they have obviously a different look different yeah. totally different gimmick i always like when uh, i'm a fan is, of that uh,
1: they were you know one of the the few you know um tag teams in nxt you know i wasn't like overly a fan of them but as like a heel team winning the titles and i just feel like nxt usually has their tag titles on a heel i I was impressed by their work ethic and i liked that their gimmick was different i never have the patience to grow my mustache like that (laughs) i'm a fan of their work you would fit in
0: (laughs) if you get that mustache you'd be you'd be right there with them i could see you hitting that pose he has the hair my hair is better than that's true i would no video this week, unfortunately, but I can attest that Act <laughs> 2 Fly's hair far exceeds that of either either Vaude villain. NXT this week, I guess we can you know, transition. You know, no, no, You
1: got to talk about your boy,
0: Apollo Cruz. I got nothing to say about okay. Apollo Cruz. It's still I, the same you know, old thing. I was
1: kind of getting excited. I was hoping he was going to join the... Um,
0: Social Outkit. Yeah. Well, then he would have had a character.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping for it. <laughs> Me too. My- and, I mean, talk about elevating that group.
0: Yeah. But, but see,
2: my thing was, I don't understand why are these guys? He's supposed to be. He's, like, they gave him a vignette, still didn't tell me nothing about him.
0: Well, they they were two weeks too late on the vignette for mm-hmm. one. It's you know, like you said, it didn't tell you. It just kind of said, "Oh, this is this guy."
2: Yeah. No. The, the vignette, all it did was show him do some moves. Yeah. Right. It says, "I'm here to be a champion." That's that, that. That's it. But it doesn't tell me anything about the guy. I'm and here I,
1: to be a champion, but I was here to be a champion in NXT. Guess
2: what I did but, in NXT? But, but I, but I did is, to become a champion. <laughs> my, my my thing is. In this match with the Social Outcast, they're getting offense in on him. Yeah. So they're on the verge of beating this guy a few times. So it's like, how are you gonna to try to bring up a new guy and make him serious? And he's getting taken to the limit by
0: some, so, a job. Well, squad. now he, and now he has a match against Samoa Joe next week on NXT. Samoa Joe said that in a promo, he's he's a warrior. Just because he couldn't get his hands on Finn Balor, doesn't mean he's gonna stop being a warrior. He's bringing his war to Apollo Crews. Who who wins that match? I I don't.
2: I didn't read anything.
0: I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, who do you think is going to win this oh, match? Joe. I don't know. You think Joe? Do you think so too? I mean, I feel like had it. I guess it's like a, a farewell to Apollo, which usually the, the NXT farewell means you lose. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I I mean whether he's there or were, if he was staying in NXT, it wouldn't make. No, I would be appalled for Throw Joe if he lost. So it I. Yeah,
0: I still think he should have won the NXT title, but. Well, just we, I think we talked about it on the show. I don't remember if this was like a personal conversation. That the visual of him with the blood all over himself holding that title would have been incredible. It would have been, at that show, in particular. It would particular. have been phenomenal. We'll get a debut next week. No way, Jose. Mm-hmm. Levy's Venezuela. I don't know if that's even still his name or if they changed it. Mm-hmm. He'd never been on TV before. He didn't have a match when I was at the performance center, he just did a promo. And he was a ton of fun. Really? Well, he was the guy that started the conga line around the ring, pulling <laughs> wrestlers and fans out of the seats to do a conga line around the ring. <laughs> he's very funny. He's very, uh, he's like lot, very kind of like a Cuban look to mm-hmm. him. So wait, that's tomorrow or next week or mm, the next day? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, cool, cool. He'll he'll debut. I don't know if he'll have a match. I don't know if he'll just. They'll probably just do a promo. You'll find. You'll probably find him funny. He's a, he's like a very over-the-top type character, so I've never seen him actually work, but character-wise, I mm-hmm. feel like he's already there, which is the hardest part to get down. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. We had women's match, Alexa Bliss, against Tully's daughter, Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> that was a good match. Was a good match. Do you think they're utilizing Alexa Bliss as much as they could be? Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're not.
2: No, because she's one of your... So-called veterans in NXT now, and I I love I, I tell you I love her facial expressions and well, then her,
0: the the psycho look
2: yeah and her, her mannerisms when she's walking to the yeah. ring stuff like that with and her facial expressions are always on point I love when she choked Tessa Blanchard that was great and gave her the Undertaker ride. I love that but she's one of my favorites and um maybe she gets gets in with Oscar face has her yet may face her yet so we'll see how it goes with her but I did, I, did, I, did, I I like Tessa Blanchard in that
0: match yeah she was good she'll be good I know you like. When a heel interacts with the crowd, and I think Alexa Bliss has gotten very, she went from the pixie character. Mm -hmm. I mean, her finishing—they need a new name for her finishing move. The Sparkle Splash doesn't really work with her character right now. But I do like that she's getting a lot edgier, and a lot meaner and nastier. I just would like to see her get put in a more prominent role than she's been in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's time for her to be done with Blake and Murphy because (sighs) they're—they're nothing anyway. They've become absolutely nothing. We had Finn give a quick promo where he said, When Shinsuke Nakamura is ready, I'll be ready too. I don't know if Finn's going to be gone before that can happen. I don't know if we will get to see them have a match.
2: I think they will because the Japan tour is in July.
0: I believe it's July. So you think he will be And Shin- fighting for the title Shinsuke for that. and
2: Asuka are booked for that tour. So I wouldn't be H- shocked sure to do. H- and j- Yeah, so I wouldn't be shocked sure to do this Finn and Shinsuke for the title. So do you
0: think Shinsuke. Like, like wins in, 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 in another, Japan? another beast yeah. in the East, yeah. Exactly. That'd be cool. We had your... Go
1: ahead. No, you you go ahead because mine's going to be like a a off topic.
0: Well, so is I. So you can go ahead.
1: I mean, my whole thing and, again, it may may semi-diminish NXT and I think it just kind of shows you that NXT actually is developmental. Do you see... Or which title do you ever see someone holds twice as an NXT title? Well, NXT hasn't been a thing for that long. And then... They they I understand it. that, but you have had people <laughs> that you know. I think it's Bayley, like anytime someone loses a title, except for the tag titles, they, they never they go up. Bad. Yeah, and, I and think not Bayley, even that, there's very about, a re- well,
2: they, they, But the thing that NXT does they create new stars? <laughs> that's 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 the main thing they
1: do. But, so right? also you got to understand most of those people don't want to leave there.
2: Yeah, because yeah, because they're they're more they're more supervised on WWE. But the thing is, all the all the NXT champions they've been demoted already.
1: <laughs> so okay, well, do you ever see someone not getting demoted and
0: getting a second? I run? think Bailey will get a second run with the women's title. I don't think so. You don't? Mm-hmm. I just think that's so what you think. I she's feel like,
1: like I I
2: think after they start bring they start developing the women's division because like people kept saying Bailey's coming back, not WrestleMania. I was saying she wasn't because that that the women's division is not set yet. Nia Jax hasn't been a thing since. Since London, yeah. Alexa Bliss, they have to build her up a little bit. They have Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Peyton, I like Peyton Royce.
0: She's
2: good. Yeah, Billy Kay's good too. Yeah, I was the only one cheering for her at, yeah, at you Philly, were. and <laughs> <Billie> <laughs> I was stupid. And Tessa Blanchard, I don't know if she's, she's officially cool. signed, but they they have to build a division up before they can send Bailey off.
0: I don't know. I think that's a story that needs to be told. Is Bailey? Climbing back to the top of the mountain. And, they, they, and Corey I mean, Graves they, he told, made it a point. Yeah, to Corey, yeah, Corey
2: Graves off. hammered that down, saying the crowd was so shocked that Bayley lost the title. They felt so bad for her.
0: Right. They felt bad for her. And he said, she wasn't born the NXT women's champion. She had to work and earn it. Now she just has to regroup, game plan, and figure out how to get it back. So I think that's. I get why they didn't do it with Sammy, because Sammy was ready to go. Sammy, unfortunately, was out for what, seven, eight, nine months? With the injury. He may have won that title back if he hadn't gotten hurt. I thought
2: that would have been the money match, him and him and Sami Zayn. Right. But I think Bailey
0: I do think Bailey winning it back is a story that they will tell before I also she goes like
1: up. you know, it, it kind of did the spin-off that I don't want to say that NXT doesn't matter, but you had three months ago Sami Zayn saying, I'm gonna be the first ever two time NXT right. champion, which I was like, awesome. Finally someone's pointing that out. Yeah. And then it's uh, you know what, it's my time, so I'm just, yeah, but I'm gonna, here, let me go get the intercontinental title. Just the, kidding, I'm not really getting it. The good. problem yeah, with yeah.
2: that is, those, those episodes were taped so far ahead, so he couldn't so backtrack that stuff. Really.
1: Well, good, I mean, they, they shouldn't have backtracked it, I thought it was a good point. It, they should have stuck to it. Well, we had He ain't Bailey. doing nothing too good, what, now he's uh, getting thrown out of Fatal 4 Ways again, thrown through uh, catering tables. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta to, got to explain this, their
0: backstory somehow. Which they finally are doing. they finally doing. Are doing, yeah. They finally have, have latched on to that. Bailey went over your your favorite female performer in NXT, Liv Morgan, this week. That was a decent performance from her. I liked that head scissors move she mm-hmm. did. She did like the Jay Lethal yeah. you know, back sp- handspring into the ropes and then into the head scissors. Bailey wins with the, the Bailey to Belly, obviously.
1: Nakamura makes his Listen,
0: I'm just gonna put this out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Anytime Liv Morgan's sad about her uh losses, she already follows me on Instagram. She can just <laughs> DM me. I'm here to talk. <laughs> sell her car. Alright, well, <laughs> well, we'll sell you Liv something Morgan, else. you
0: heard it here first. Ec Two Fly is always here to talk. So hit him up when you get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Nakamura finally makes it well they they're saying his NXT T V debut. He kinda already did, mm-hmm. obviously, but Good match against Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger got his comedic bits in there. I love how when um,
2: Rich Brennan interviewed him backstage, he gave him a card that said yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I love Yeah, He put it in his jacket yeah. pocket. He looked at him like, in disgust. Was like, yeah. He
2: really gave him a three card.
0: Dillinger got his comedy stuff in. I thought Nakamura played off of it really oh, well. Oh, he did. I think... I, that's one thing. I don't like when they harp on one thing too much and to on way too much on him being charismatic. Yeah. You don't have to say it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if he's charismatic, which he is, and the crowd is clearly responding to the guy, let that speak for itself. You don't got to tell me the guy's got so much charisma. I, I know.
2: Yeah, and the, and the crowd was into it. They were like, 11, 11. Yeah, it was that was dramatic.
0: awesome. And it was actually kind of a dead NXT crowd this week for most of the show. I feel like the crowd didn't wake up till Bailey came out. Yeah. I thought it was super quiet, and it was almost weird at times. Like they were in an empty building, or it was like old school FCW days where there are five people. Well,
2: there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, what the attendance was, but they were. It was at WrestleMania access. Yeah. So it wasn't at full sale.
0: All right. Well, that makes a little bit of sense. I just thought it was a little bit weird that there was just no noise. Do yeah, because it's yeah, cause it's a cut off part of the building. So that, yeah. that's, that could be one reason. Well, last thing I want to touch on for NXT, we had American Alpha cutting a promo in, what was it, the K-Bally Hutchinson Arena, saying this is the the arena where we reached our potential, we won our tag team titles. Enzo and Cass come out and they say, we've been here since the beginning, we've seen all these tag teams come and go, we've been in the ring with all of them, except you. And now they challenge them to a match, and that's another match we're going to get tomorrow, is Enzo and Cass against American Alpha. I think it's clear that they're not going to win. But there's going to be an awesome match, oh, I think. Yeah, no, it's damn. going to be a great tag match. You looking forward to seeing Jordan and Gable against Enzo and Cass? I'm looking forward to it.
1: What kind of spinoff would it be since it's a non title match if Enzo and Cass actually win? I haven't read spoilers, so
2: I, wouldn't, I don't even know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be weird if they won. Only because these guys are your new champions. I don't know. Although and then you have the other case to be made that you just sent these guys up to Raw. And they're going to lose on NXT. I think it's weird. Exactly. But again, it's an NXT send-off, but they, which they usually ends They to means the Vault Vol- Villain, lose. They look to Gargano and Ciampa. That's true. The Vol villains aren't Enzo and Cass. <laughs> also true. But I think there's going to be a fun match. That at I'm least really... the former tag teams, but... Yeah. Tomorrow's NXT, I think, is going to be a pretty good show. Um, oh, I'm yeah. very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great show. Before we get out of here, that we have any listener questions? Yep. All right. What do we got? Who from? First question is from Professor Charles Xavier
2: Johnson. (laughs) All right, he says, oftentimes we see that when fans are finally getting what they asked for, they still are unhappy or disrespectful. For example, the women's championship ceremony. Is that something we can expect when Roman Reigns finally turns
0: heel? (sighs) I don't want to get too much into this because I've said a lot about this already. I do think, I think when Roman Reigns turns heel... I think people are going to just cheer. When it's official, he, oh, he's a bad guy, I think people are going to cheer. And then it's going to have the exact opposite effect. Now you're supposed to hate him and everybody's going to... I don't know if it's going to last, but I think in that moment when he does something heelish, people are going to cheer. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a certain segment of the fan base that they just want to be like the dissenting view. Yeah. Like, okay, you want me to do this? Nope, I'm going to do this instead. And it's impossible to get away from now. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: I, I think it's going to be a spin-off. I mean, you're going to hear a little bit of the crowd uh, cheer for it, but I don't think it's going to last. I think, you know, if they turn him a heel the right way, and we don't even know that that's definitely going to happen, right. but if he turns heel, I think, you know, people are eventually just going to hate him and continue to handle the way they should. <laughs>
2: Well, as a wrestling enthusiast, we complain about every little thing, right? As it is, but um, I do think people will still complain. But I think Roman Reigns will be suited better, at and he'll be presented better as a heel because people already want to boo him, and they still they'll still nitpick. But when you're a heel, it's it's more of a shoot. So nothing, you're not you're less scripted. You're just you're just talking about what's going on. As when you're babyface, you have to be perfect. When you're a heel, you don't have to be perfect. But I do think people will still complain in that situation.
0: Yeah, you get a chance as a heel to show your personality more and then people see who you are and then eventually they grow to like you and then you will be a more effective baby face going forward
2: mm-hmm.
0: was that it or we have anything else? I got more okay
2: all right, I got another question from Justin Dean Ivory Andrews. okay <laughs> right. he says I love the two man power trip resem- re- remembrance on the show last week <laughs> so did I yeah do you think that stables will, will once again rule for a storyline like the Bullet Club winning all the titles <sighs>
0: I would love that because I, I don't think it needs to happen all the time, but I think that is great when you get a stable where you're literally running the entire show. It doesn't need to be you know, two years they're running roughshod over the entire WWE, but I would love to see a stable I, hold I, all the titles.
1: That's, that's a fact, and I hope. I mean, as much as nobody was really a fan of the group, I mean, I almost, as much as they were a heel group and I wasn't crazy about them, I kind of thought it was cool when the League of Nations had the U.S. title and the WWE title. And it just was like, you know, if they snag up the tag titles, all four of them would have a, a strap. Um, in an ideal fashion, the, how? I mean, it's been, what, since evolution that there's been a faction where everyone has a title. Uh, Bullet Club, if they could do that, if they put them together, I mean, I just think it would make sense. It's just one of those things. Will WWE make sense? Probably not.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I was always a fan of that, especially with Evolution, because when you have all the title children you have all the power, right. in the company. It was it was great when Triple H and Austin did it when they had when they were both the both the main champion and the, the tag champion. Right. Just, yeah. That's what two people by themselves. So I think I think it can work That That's
1: phenomenal.
2: And um, in the Bullock, well, I'm not gonna call it, Anderson and Gallo's case. It could work with whoever they'll be with, either it's with Reigns, AJ, or Finn Balor. Yeah. If it'll work no matter what.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm not calling that they're going to do it. I just think it would be smart if they did. I'd yeah. like to see it happen. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? All
2: right, this one from the, the baby-faced Ronald <laughs> All right, he says, of the NXT superstars that made their debut since WrestleMania, which one have you enjoyed so far? Which one do you, think, which one do you project to make the most impact?
0: Who I've enjoyed the most so far will probably all pretty much agree on this is Enzo and Cass I think they've translated really well as far as their entertainment value on the main roster I think they come out in the middle of a Raw when maybe the crowd is kind of losing interest a little bit and they bring the energy right back through the roof every time whoever they're out there with they make them interesting, they make them entertaining they make you care about what they're doing out there and what was the other one? Who's going to have the most impact? Yeah I'm going to say the most impact because I don't know. I feel like the tag division is always so hit or miss, so I'm not going to predict Enzo and Cass have the biggest impact. I'm going to say Baron Corbin because he's a big guy. I think he actually looks better on the main roster than he looked at NXT. He almost looked out of place at NXT (laughs) with all these kind of smaller, faster, quicker workers. On the main roster, I feel like he can be a monster heel, who can work with just about anybody and I think, like we've said from day one, they will book him right. They won't ruin his character or mess him up. So, I think Baron Corbin is going to make the biggest impact of the new NXT editions.
1: I 100% agree with you.
0: <laughs> on both? or in both. And, yeah, I
1: figured everyone was going to know I was going to say Baron Corbin. <laughs> I, I honestly hope they don't do the wrong thing with him, but... You know, it's one of those, it's one of those things where as much as people, as much as all of us, you know, wrestling nerds knock, you know, the guy that didn't grow up wanting to be a pro wrestler. So if this doesn't go his way, cool. It's it like, he's out. He's quits. He's done. Because it's not, it's not like Dolph Ziggler where this is. The only thing ever
0: wanted. wanted to do. Exactly.
1: Why would he stop? WWE's not doing the right thing. What's he going to do? This is what he wanted to do his whole life. He's here. Right. So Baron Corbin, you know, they either capitalize on him and do something really well, which they really haven't given anyone a reason why, you know, why he shouldn't be with them. I mean, a couple of years ago, they started doing the thing every couple of months where Paul Heyman was with someone else. I mean, I imagine how good Paul Heyman would be with him. Yeah, you know, it would be great if they gave him a mouthpiece cuz I don't think he's good at all on the mic.
0: You know, he's got the right size. He doesn't seem to be fragile. No, and he's got a good move set for his physical stature and everything like that. I think it's it, as a package, almost all of it fits together really yeah. well, and I think it's a better fit on the main roster than it was in NXT.
1: And, and it seems also like you don't get a lot of people come when they come up from NXT is typically baby faces.
0: Right. And he's a guy that you're supposed to despise. And he's thriving in that role.
1: Exactly. You
2: guys are going to look at me like I'm crazy. But I'm going to say the person that's impressed me most is Baron Corbin.
0: Really? (laughs) Because he's changed your mind about him in the time? No,
2: because uh,
0: like everything I've said and
2: you've said over the past... Since we had this show, he and you said he'll look better on, on the WWE roster because he's with these better workers than these NXT guys. He won't have these squash matches, and that's and that's and that's proved to be true. He's been in the ring with Zack Ryder and Great, and, and it was a is an okay match. Mm-hmm. It was a, they put him with Job Ziggler, who it, he'll make anybody look <laughs> right. good.
0: He'll bump all over yeah, the yeah, place. He'll bump
2: all over the place for you, and he's been he's been impressive. And then they the, the, they put him in a situation where they actually made the Memorial Battle Royal actually kind of mean something by propelling
0: a young guy. Yeah. And actually, tra- and he was the right guy. Yeah he,
2: yeah, he was the right guy to win it, and they could actually make it mean something, so so it won't be a joke anymore. Yeah. And, and like I said, they, they put him with Ziggler. He'll he'll beat Ziggler, and he'll he'll put him on the map. And essentially, I think he'll win the U.S. title from you Khalif, think so? from yeah the title that wasn't on Raw.
0: <laughs> so you think he will be wearing? I know that belt isn't gold, but he'll be wearing the figurative WWE gold soon enough
2: yeah because like I said, like I said Vince won't mess up a bigger guy because they, he, he could sell a bigger guy
0: Eric you see Baron Corbin holding the US title I would like to see it alright I, I could see it as well was that all of our listener questions I got for this one week? more one more yeah. from? this
2: one comes from the mecca of manhood Joe
0: Lafferty <laughs> <laughs> we got another Joe Lafferty question this week yeah alright Okay. so he says I love Vince Okay. He, he loves Vince. He does? Yes. On
2: record? Yes, on record. He loves Vince. So, he wants to know, what, what what guys do you think WWE dropped the ball with that were never world champion?
0: That were never world champion? Who did they drop the ball with? Wow, they've dropped the ball with a lot of guys. But I'm trying to think of who's not world champion, because almost everybody was a world champion in the middle of the 2000s. I yeah. I'll limit all of us. Nobody can say more than two people. That's
1: I, I have three. I just said that. I say
0: two. Scott Hall is the the biggest one. He's on one. my list. And you said two each or three? Each? Two each. All right, I'm stuck now between two, so I'll just say, even though I like, I always I always say this guy, the belt needed him more than he needed the belt. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Piper. I think, should have been a world champion at some point.
2: He was on my he was on my list.
0: Okay. And who's your other?
2: I had Scott Hall, I had Piper, I had Mr. Perfect, and Christian. Per- Perfect Christian was like a world line. champion. I don't count that.
1: We're <laughs> not talking about him being ECW champion. I don't count him the world. I don't, count him. I don't
2: count that one day and one month. Later. I'm not counting that. Was well, not he holding twice? Yeah, but one was for One day. And the other time, it was for a month. He won by disqualification. I'm not counting that. <laughs> I'm not counting the big gold belt, the flare Because that at that point, the flare was no better than... Right, the well, I was going to say,
1: if you don't count that, I mean, Van, he held it more times than Van Damme.
2: I, well, Van Dam was the WWE champion. I'll give him that, because... I don't count, like same thing with Ziggler. When they say Ziggler two-time world champion, I don't count that because because he it was awarded to him one night and then. Oh my
1: uh, gosh! And at that time he didn't deserve it. <laughs> he didn't deserve it.
2: He, he got awarded to him and then the next time he won money, and he got a concussion. Yeah,
1: the worst Zero, concussion of you, all time. Who do you got? I'm gonna drop the ball. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna catch title. heat for my second one. Okay. Well, we agree. Oh, we, oh, agree. Oh. we agree on Scott Hall. Okay. And I not it don't. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna contradict everything I said because I'm gonna end up saying three names. I said, let <laughs> But exactly. you put, you put, everybody a, says two, you put, but you, put, me. you put, you put a good one. You put a good, everyone uh, said three okay. at this point. Know, everyone said three. You, um, <laughs> actually, Aaron said four. I <laughs> trying to make you a bigger heel. I, I'm at it all. You said, way. you said, um, I'm trying to put more heel. You said it. Mr. Perfect, and I can't believe I forgot that. Perfect and Hall. Two phenomenal Intercontinental and U.S. champs never held the main title, which they right. should have. Um, I also thought, and I can't believe he's only held the Intercontinental title once, I always thought one of the most underused singles competitors was Billy Gunn.
0: I'm surprised you're saying wow. that I, on today I'm, of all days.
1: I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, because his only IC title run was for two, weeks.
1: And, two it, weeks. and it was what, post-DX?
2: Yeah, it was... He was the one Billy Gunn. The one Billy Gunn,
1: yeah. (laughs) The one. Post-DX gear.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The one Billy Gunn. Under Armour, DX gear.
2: Uh, B Eddie Guerrero, That must have been one.
0: Yeah, well then, the the last guy I'll say then is Jake the Snake Roberts. Never held in. I I I had it over. It's a good one too. EDT. So that's all of our listener questions for this week. Thank you everybody who chimed in. Great listener questions. We appreciate it. We had... Beaver cleavage, Ronald Lloyd. We had the babyface, Ronald Lloyd. We had Professor Xavier. Professor Charles Xavier. Professor Charles Xavier Johnson. Justin Justin. Dean Ivory Andrews. And what was the other one? I feel like there's one I forgot. The Mecca of Manhood, (laughs) Joe. Okay, that's (laughs) right. So thank everybody for your questions. Like we said, no video this week. We had a slight issue with the the filming. So it'll be just audio this week. You can listen to us on Podbean and iTunes. We'll be back on YouTube next week. We look forward to bringing you the show again one week from today. Again, if House of Hardcore is in your area, make sure you go out and see it. You'll enjoy it. No free plug on this show. (laughs) And for Eric Trimbicki, for Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Paschery. We will talk to you next week.